today we continue with the uh, the subject of how much more shall your heavenly father give the holy spirit or give good gifts to those who ask and those who love him and we started off looking at the persons that god gave us a person and god gave us the person first of all of the lord jesus he gave us the person of the holy spirit who we want to look at today and he gave us the person also of himself, the Father, who is our parent. And uh, we want to look at the Holy Spirit today. And I'm going to ask you if you'll just read with me a few verses from the Scriptures, just bearing this in mind that the Holy Spirit is a person. And while there's been such an emphasis over the last 30, 40 years or so on <clears throat> experiencing the Holy Spirit, and, uh, <clears throat> and, and we do need an experiential knowledge and encounter with the Holy Spirit, uh, we, I think we've done that to the neglect of cultivating a, and developing a, a kind of a inward um, friendship, uh, inward knowledge of, and sense of his presence, those, those nudgings, those gentle warnings, those gentle proddings, those urgings, uh, the voice of the Holy Spirit within us. We need to cultivate that so we can keep responding to him at every level. And I think that when we, we when we begin to understand that fully or, or more fully, we'll love him all the more. It'll, it'll increase our prayer and, and, and our praise lives and our preparation and our preparing, our, our preaching, and even the way we pastor and, and uh, care for people. So I want to read just uh, from John 14, first of all, a few verses. In the 15th verse, it says this, If you love me, Jesus says, you will obey what I command. So Jesus is really saying, because this is, following on from that as a result of loving me and obeying my commands i will give you the holy spirit i will ask the father but just a quick reminder that if we really love jesus we will obey him uh, it's not just singing songs about him and talking about him it's it's obeying him if we really love jesus we will obey him but he says if you love me you will obey what i command and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counsellor, the parakletos. We're going to look at some of the shades of the meanings of that word parakletos. There's so many in Scripture, and through his names, and just through that word itself. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counsellor, the parakletos, to be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him, him, remember him, that's a personal pronoun, he's the him, for nor know him, he's a person. But you know him, for he lives, he lives with you and will be in you. So with you and in you, very important. I will not leave you orphans. I'm going to, I, I'm, I, I, will, I will come to you. And he says later on, all this I have spoken while I'm still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said. In John 15, 26, he says this, When the Counselor whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who goes out from the Father comes, he will testify about me. These are some of the things the Holy Spirit does. And you can read John 16, from verse 7 to 15, you see so many other things there, which I'm hoping to touch just in some of those little, just little points that I give you. And then we want to just read together quickly from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, where Paul says that when he came to these people, he didn't come 
with words of wisdom. He came with a, a demonstration of the, the, the Spirit's power. And then he says this. We, however, do in verse, I'm talking now about uh, from verse 6. We do not speak a message of wisdom about among the mature, or we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Now, we speak of God's secret wisdom that has been hidden and that God has destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, I love this, no ear has seen, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. And then he says that the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. I'm going to skip a few verses and, 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 and just say, that the, the Spirit uh, himself teaches us all these things. And then it goes on to say that we have the mind of Christ. So a few of the names of the Holy Spirit uh, and some of the shades of the meanings of that word parakletos. First of all, the shades of parakletos, the one who draws alongside us. It's such a rich word, so many different meanings or shades of meaning. First of all, comforter, like a precious friend. The definition of the word comforter is the one who makes us strong by his presence as helper, guide and instructor. In other words, he waits to be our strength and weakness, our wisdom and perplexity, our conqueror in temptation, our consoler in sorrow and so much more. He is the comforter. He, we draw comfort from him. He comes alongside us and he's inside of us. Secondly, he's also our consoler or our advocate. Uh, and in John 15, 26, it says, I'll send you another comforter. When one advocate, uh, consoler, the Jesus, ascended into glory, the other, the Spirit of God, descended into the hearts of the disciples. And I just want to make this emphasis that he takes away our grief through the work of Jesus and gives us the oil of joy. He supports us. He takes our side and he argues our case, just like Jesus does in heaven. And then thirdly, he's the companion. John 14, 17 says, but you know him for he lives with you. Not only in, but with us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, it talks about having communion, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And 1 Corinthians three sixteen, Paul tells us by the inspiration of the Spirit of God, you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in us. So he's with us and he's in us. He's our companion. Can't go anywhere. I could go into heaven. I could go to the depths of the earth. No matter wherever I go, the Holy Spirit is with me. And then he's also our counselor. John 14, 16 and 26 and John 15, verse 26. And he usually counsels us. You know, it's wonderful to have a counselor. So many people often like to say, Dudley, can I come and spend some time with you? Just get some counsel. And it's a great honor to have that. And we all need human counselors, but we've got one better than that. And that's the Holy Spirit. And while he uses people, don't ever neglect him by going to people and, and, and ignoring the fact that he can counsel you in every area of life. 
Hebrews chapter 10, verse 15 and 16 says, and it's talking about how the Holy Spirit counsels us usually through the Word of God. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. He says, this is the covenant I will make with them. I'll put my laws in their, in their hearts and I will write them in their minds. In 1 John chapter 2, 27, he, talking about the counselor, as for you, the anointing you have received remains in you and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, so the Holy Spirit is our counselor and part of the counselor is to teach us how to do things the way go, what to avoid, etc. But he's also, fifthly, a convictor. In John 16, verse 8, he says, when he, the Spirit of God, comes, he will convict. And it says he'll convict of sin. Now, that primarily refers to unbelievers. Sin and righteousness and judgment to come. Uh, the, he convicts us of the righteousness, that we are righteous, but not of sin and judgment. But he does convict if we do step out of line. And he just lets us know that's wrong. And he also brings conviction, which is a conviction that these are my convictions. My, I, he confirms them to us. He's, he, he is not only a convictor, but he's a convincer. He convinces. The, in the Romans 8.16, it says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirits that we are God's children. And so he lets us know by his witness, we God's children, and we see that, and the Holy Spirit just keeps on bearing witness to that as we see our lives being changed by the Holy Spirit. And then also, he's a confidence giver. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 24, a little part of it says this, Those who obey his commands live in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the Spirit he gave us. His Holy Spirit gives us confidence. You know, the Holy Spirit even reveals to us things into the future so we can go into the future confident it says in john 16 13 verse 13 the amplified version says this the holy spirit he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future and so assured of that it gives us confidence to face the future he knows what lies ahead what's around the corner nothing ever catches him off guard and then he's also eighthly the cleanser this is one that's so often neglected uh, when people speak of the Holy Spirit. Remember when uh, Peter had to appear before the disciples the, 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 in, uh, at the Jerusalem council because he had been into Cornelius' household and Cornelius was a, a Gentile, not a Jew. Uh, he's explaining to them in the Acts 15 that uh, what happened there. And he says this, the Holy Spirit put no difference between them Cornelius in his household and us, us, the Jerusalem guys, the guys who were there in the upper room when the Holy Spirit came. He put no difference between them and us, purifying their hearts by faith. So he purifies our hearts. He cleanses. He's holy and he wants to make us holy. And so while he sees us in Christ, he also wants to cleanse and fix up and clear away all the muck in our lives. And that's a beautiful thing. He wants us to become pure and holy as, as well. So then we move on quickly just to some of the other names of, because we've been looking at the one name there, Comforter, uh, the Parakletos. Now we look at some of the other names and uh, uh, or some of the scriptures that tell us what he does. And I've just notif made a note of a, of a number of these things that I want to just read to you quickly. He, he enables us. He's the enabler. He's the equipper. He's the enhancer. He's the enricher. He edifies us. He enlists us. 
He emancipates us, he empowers us, and he encourages us. Now, just want to give you a few scriptures on some of those things. I wanted to just get them there before you, just before I move on to other things. But let's have a look at this. He's the enabler. Remember in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 8, the, the Bible says, It's not by mind, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit. Remember in John chapter 3, I think it's verse 7, Jesus said that uh, flesh gives birth to flesh, but it's spirit that gives birth to spirit. He enables us, he enables us uh, to, to live what, the way God wants us to live. You could read for yourself in, in uh, Romans 8, verses 4 through to 9, some of the things he enables us in. But then secondly, he's also the equipper. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13 and 14, it shows us very clearly that he equips us at every level. One, uh, we the gifts of the Spirit are the equipping of the, of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the fruit of the Spirit are, are all part of the equipping for us to live the life that God wants. And as I quoted earlier on, Zechariah chapter 4, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my Spirit. He equips us. He uses people to help equip us, but he initially, he is the, the essential source of, of our equipping. And then he makes up all that's lacking in us, in other words, that's what I'm trying to say, by giving us these gifts. And and have a look at Joel chapter 2 for yourself as well. I think it's verse 28. And remember what we read, 1 John chapter 2, 27 and, 20, uh, and verse 20, the anointing teaches you need no man. So the Holy Spirit is the equipper. He's also the emancipator. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, in Romans chapter 8, verses 11 to 17, it tells you that the Holy Spirit frees us. We no longer live under the the law of sin and death. We no longer live under the oppression of the devil. He emancipates us. And if the Son shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. He does it through the Holy Spirit. And then he's our edifier. He builds us up. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4. Um, the Holy Spirit builds us up. He edifies us. He also um, empowers us. Acts 1 8. You shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witness unto me. So the Holy Spirit empowers us to witness, to preach, to be effective in our living and life for him. In 1 John 4, I think it's verse 4, it says, that The one in you is greater than the one that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He's the empower. And then he's the enhancer. He enhances our lives, enriches our lives. Uh, he's the eternal spirit. Eternal has also to do not with length, or a, a quantity, but it has to do with quality, eternal. He's the eternal spirit, and he gives us so much more. And uh, you can look at, at Galatians chapter 5, the fruit of the spirit. Uh, all of these things enhance our lives. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, etc. And then also, he's our guide. Romans eight fourteen, As many as are led by the spirit of God, they shall be the sons of God. And the spirit of truth will lead you and guide you into all truth, as John 16, 13 and verse 11 also tell. Then he enriches in that he gives us the fruit uh, that we've, and the gifts. And they not only enhance our lives, but they enrich our lives. And his presence enriches our lives. And then he enlists us at every level. He enlists us. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 to 11, verses 1 to 11. Have a look at that, how he, he enlists us. And he, he gives us the gifts that we need. He gives us, uh, he calls us into the offices that we need. 
He's the one that enlists people to come into working with us and for God and with God. He's the spirit of truth, as John 14 tells us. He's the spirit of glory, as 1 Peter 4.14 tells us. He's the spirit of God, Romans 8 verse 9. He's the spirit of Jesus, Acts 16.7. He's the spirit of Christ, Romans 8.9, 1 Peter 4.11. He's the spirit of the Lord, 2 Corinthians uh, 3.17. He's the Holy Spirit, John 14.26, Acts 7.41. And remember that the Holy Spirit, a person, can be grieved, he can be quenched, he can be insulted, and he can even be blasphemed. We, we won't get, have time to cover those things, but I just wanted to bring that in. He is holy and he cleans up where he lives. He's the spirit of grace in Hebrews 10, 29. He's the spirit of grace. It's by grace that we save. All of life is grace, unmerited. He is the spirit of grace. He imparts it. He gives it. He reminds us of it's all grace. When we sin, when we fail, when we blow it, when we mess up, he reminds us it's all grace. You didn't deserve it in the first place. I'm still here for you. He's the spirit of, of grace. He's also the spirit of wisdom and revelation, as Galatians chapter 1 verse 17 tells us. He's the spirit of prophecy, Revelation 19, 10. He's the spirit of the living God, 2 Corinthians 3, 3. He is the law written on our hearts, Hebrews 8, 10 to 12. Ezekiel 36 verses 27 and uh, 37 or 26 and 27 Jeremiah 31 33 uh, 1 John 2 27 Romans 2 15 all of them uh, Philippians puts it another way here's the law written on our hearts when he says continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling why for it is God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure so God puts desire in our hearts and then he gives us the power to do it uh, he is the, the law written on our hearts. And uh, then he's the anointing. 1 John 2, 20, 20, verse 20 and 27. He's the eternal spirit. Uh, he's the Holy Spirit as a river. The Ezekiel 43, John chapter 7, verse 37 to 40. Out of your innermost most being shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the spirit. Revelation 22, verse 1 and 3. And so he brings life. He brings refreshing. He brings abundance. Read that Ezekiel 47 and see the deeper you get into the river of the Holy Spirit from ankle deep to knee deep to waist deep, etc. Until you can't, you're not standing on your, on your own strength anymore at any level, just carried along by the Spirit. Uh, he, he, just the abundance of the, of the crop and all the blessings that come with that. He's the Holy Spirit as wind. The wind blows where it pleases. You can hear where you can see, you, can't, you 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 can see where it goes, but you can't hear. You don't you, you don't know where it comes from. Uh, but but the wind blows where it pleases, and we need to remember that that the Holy Spirit is wind. We do what He wants. He doesn't do what we want. And He can't be boxed in. That's the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit. He the Holy Spirit is actually Jesus, the life giving Spirit. One Corinthians chapter fifteen verse forty eight. And so those are some of the things that I wanted to just share with you. Uh, I mentioned, and I want to just touch this again. I, I, I know that there's so many sensitive believers that listen to the word of God being preached around the world. And so I told you that the Holy Spirit as a person can be grieved and that he can be um, uh, blasphemed. 
but and I know I've covered this before in some of these messages that we have on the internet but I want to say this again if you worry that you've blasphemed the Holy Spirit it really is proof positive you haven't these people knew that what Jesus was doing was the Holy Spirit they knew it beyond a shadow of a doubt and that they still said it was the devil now I don't believe any of us would ever do that when we know beyond a shadow of a doubt we might question some things is this the Holy Spirit but to know beyond a shadow of a doubt this is the Holy Spirit and then to say it's the devil I don't believe any of us have done it but if that were possible the very fact that we worry that we've done it or committed it is proof positive that we haven't the Holy Spirit pinpoints what's wrong he doesn't cause confusion he is just a loving friend advocate comforter counselor consoler convictor convincer he's all these things and we need to love and appreciate him all the more now I'm trusting that what I've shared with you again this morning will really enrich your life enhance your prayer life your praise life even the way you prepare messages and the way you preach in dependence that you preach with dependence upon the Holy Spirit Lord it's my words speaking your words and I trust you to use your words to change people's lives and you'll see a rich harvest as you trust him love him appreciate him thank you father Bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen.